This is James Dominguez. I'm the mother of Robert Jesse Dominguez. And you are listening to Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out our merch and all episodes. Also, please look for our social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Bigfoot Club One. That's Bigfoot Club Number One. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads on YouTube. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season Four, Episode Twenty One. I am here with Stephen. Stephen, my nephew. Mm-hmm. How's everything going? Uh, everything's going good. It's uh. Interesting week, work, you know. Yeah. I, I haven't twitched uh, in a while, uh, streamed. I was about to ask you that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to have, a, like, a little mental break from, from yeah. it right now. Uh, but I'll definitely be, be on it uh, next week. So Okay. I'm super excited today. We have uh, interviewing today is Marie Dumont with Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group. Maria, welcome to the club. Hi, how are you? We're good. <laughs> we are fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I follow you guys on Facebook all the time. You post some really great memes. And <laughs> Thank stuff you. Like that. Thank you so, so much. I think you're the first person that actually actually complimented me on yeah. that. Thank you so much. <laughs> he takes pride. I steal on his them. Memes. Okay. Hey, so. <laughs> you can steal whatever you want. I'm yeah. okay with it. So, thank you so I much. Also I also have a, a Facebook group that's um, called Paranormal Plus. Okay. And it's a lighthearted group. So I like to post memes in there. So I usually take some of your memes and I <laughs> put a post it over there. I'm honored th- that you're doing that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, com- I'm, complete, I'm completely open. I don't really care. I, li- I like the name. Par- uh, Paranormal Plus. I was about to say Paramount Plus. <laughs> Paranormal Plus, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yes. almost like I have to pay for it. I know. Like, you it's know, like I'm paying. Yeah, it's my money. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. There's Paranormal, and then there's Discovery Paranormal Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh-huh. awesome. That is awesome. But yeah, he takes pride on those memes. Like, he works. Yeah. He'll send them to me and be like, hey, look, check these out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, uh, okay. I go, yeah, these, I are, just, these are good. I just try to you keep. find some good ones for yeah. you. Yeah. I, I just try to keep people engaged because, like, I post, like, our podcasts on there, and I want people, right. like, to be engaged. So I, I constantly, like, I at least do, like, six a day, and six or seven, mm-hmm. and then uh, right. and then I push, like, like the podcasts and stuff. So. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Marie, enough about us. We want to get into, you know, we want to talk about you. Um, how, did, how did you get started in, in Bigfoot stuff? I mean, did you have a sighting that got you going or just interested? Um, well, I've always been a paranormal investigator i've been doing that for over 30 years now and it all started with ghosts you know ghost hunting um and then it evolved into aliens and ufos and then it just evolved into bigfoot and the reason why it evolved to want to bigfoot was because there's similarities in all three of those Mm -hmm. if you really look at the kinds of evidence that you find ghost hunting Aliens, UFOs, or Bigfoot, you know, you see orbs are common in all three of those, mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, equipment malfunctioning, etc. So, um, so anyway, about three, four years, about four years ago, I went on a tour in the Ocala National Forest with some friends and saw some really strange stuff out there, structures, 
And I was like, oh, my God, this is possibly real. You know, I wasn't really that much into it. But once I did the tour, you know, with my friends, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to do this. I want to look more into this. So then I would go out with my friends every once in a while. And if I had nobody to go out with, I would go out by myself. And I did that for quite a while. And then I would post my stuff on Facebook on my personal page. And I only had a handful of friends who were really into Bigfoot. And to me, it wasn't the right place to post my evidence um, just because, you know, I have employers looking at my Facebook page. I don't want them to think I'm a freak or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So then I started looking around on Facebook trying to find a Bigfoot research group in Florida. Um, But... I couldn't find anything that I really liked at the time. So I decided to start my own group. It's called the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group. And I'm on. Um, we are on Facebook and YouTube. And um, so that's where I've been posting my evidence, et cetera, et cetera. So it has really evolved into something really special. Um, I have now over 1,800 members in my group. Wow. And the beauty of that is the majority of them, at least 90% of those people, all live in Florida. Wow. So that's pretty spectacular. Um, Because here in Florida, nobody talks about Bigfoot or skunk apes. Not too many, you know. Um, It's very hush-hush. It seems to be very taboo, blah, blah, blah. Because everybody thinks that Bigfoots are only in the Pacific Northwest and nowhere else in the world, which is ridiculous. Um, but um, so I decided I want to do this. I go out with my team. We go out every single weekend. We're very serious about this. Um, and we have seven team members. The name of the team is also the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Team. And um, we've been together now for about two years, and um, we are constantly out in the woods and swamps every single weekend. Our primary investigation area is the Green Swamp, which is outside of Lakeland, Florida. Okay. And um, we have found all kinds of stuff. But we've also investigated. We've been down to the Everglades. We've been to Mayaka State Park, Mayaka State Forest. Colt Creek State Park, places in Hillsborough County, Polk, Pasco County. And um, it's just, it's a wild ride. We absolutely love it. And I have a really good team. Yeah, it sounds like I was looking at some of your pictures. They look like you guys look like y'all like being together. So, um, yeah. I, I, what I do like about your group is that you're a, you're a non kale group. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, um, I noticed that your group is Bigfoot, is not Skunk Ape. I heard you say Skunk Ape, but do you do you call it there Skunk Ape? Because I hear lots of people in Florida call it Skunk Ape. And... Well, um, we use both terms because we believe we have two different creatures here. Okay. In Florida, um, based upon the reports, eyewitness reports that we have heard, we've talked to people. It seems like. There are 
Bigfoots, which are, say, from central Florida, where I'm at in Tampa, um, and north of Florida, the reports are typically a creature that's seven to nine feet tall, and it has five toes, okay? Mm -hmm. But the reports in south Florida are a smaller creature, five to seven feet tall, and typically, you'll find footprints with only four toes, not five toes. Huh. Um, I was going to say this earlier. Um, I was going to say this for later, but uh, at the very, end, the very end of the show, we have some people who wrote in for questions. And mm-hmm. one of the guys, he's from Florida. Uh, he was asking me about, um, let me see here, let me just, I just want to bring this up really quick since you were talking about it. Uh, Howard Dickerson, he's had a question for you. He said, that Central Florida uh, seen five toes, five toe prints, question mark. We have, uh, he, he sends me pictures, and they got four toes, brother. That's what he wrote to me. And this is a gentleman that's uh, has got some stuff going on in his area. Mm-hmm. I forgot what area was that, but it was like closer to uh, the east part of the state. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he was telling me about that. And so when you said that, I go, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Howard's telling me the truth. Yeah, it's pretty uh, spectacular. Um, you know, it's just like deer. Deer in Florida. Deer in Florida, North Florida, are much larger than the deer down south because of the heat. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't carry the big mass that, you know, the deer up north have. So they're much smaller in size. So even the skunk ape um, are... the Eyewitness reports are also, they're like a leaner creature. They're skinnier, they're smaller, but they're, I've heard they're very aggressive. Mm, I don't know anything about that, but very aggressive. But, But what makes sense to me is most of the reports are in the Everglades, okay? Everything in the Everglades is out to kill you. Okay, so you've got Florida panthers, you got pythons, you have all kinds, you know, gators, there's even sharks. I mean, there's all kinds of creatures out there that are out to get you. Wow. So I wouldn't, I'm not surprised to hear that they are aggressive because everybody's just trying to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's survival of the fittest. Yeah. So, I was about to ask if there was any behavioral differences between the four-toed and the, and the five-toed. Yeah, uh, um, so it seems like the five-toed, you know, typical Bigfoot is uh, not as aggressive. I mean, they can be, I guess, mm-hmm. depending on what it is you're doing. But typically, they're not as aggressive. But down in the, in the Everglades area, like Big Cypress, stuff like that, I've heard they are aggressive. Do you so. – I mean, I just – I'm curious. Do you think that – that their population, and I'm just spitballing here, their, their population isn't very uh, great, and so they have some incest within their family, and that's why they have four toes? I'm just... Uh, could be. I really don't know. I right. really don't know. But it very well could be. Okay. That that is a, you know, that's just a trait that's, you know, mm-hmm. that happened, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, what is, uh, I mean, have you, whenever you're doing your research, whenever you're out in the field with your, with your group, have you, have you read into anything or strange behavior or, you know, a scary incident? I'm just kind of curious on, 
What kind of stuff you run into? Um, scary. Um, not quite sure. It doesn't. It takes a lot to scare me. Um, I, I guess the I scariest like things have been more at night when you can't see, mm-hmm. and that's my thing. You know, is I rely on my eyesight a lot. So when it's dark, it right there. You know, is the element of scariness, creepiness, you know. Like the last time we went out on a night investigation, you know, everything's great and wonderful. And I was with um, one of my team members, Ruby, because we were waiting for the other ones to arrive. And probably, I don't know, 20 feet away from us, a barred owl started screeching, making this horrible sound. And it scared the daylights out of us. Um and we're like, what the heck was that, you know, because it's just making these weird sounds, not typical owl sounds. Yeah, kind of like it was fighting with another one yeah. kind of thing. And then we're like, oh, my God, we're going to die out here. Because, hmm. like, um, like, typically in Texas, they almost they almost sound like monkeys a little bit sometimes. Right, correct. And so that's, that's exactly. And I was going, what the heck's going on? <laughs> so yeah, I have yet exactly. to experience that. I've not experienced that. So I would probably be in the same boat and be like, what the? What is that? Oh, yeah, you can't see anything, and yeah. all of a sudden, 20 feet from you, you've got some loud creature, you know, mm-hmm. making these weird noises. Um, but everything else, I have not had a personal sighting yet. I know I will, because mm-hmm. I'm out there so much. Um, probably my favorite, um, you know, experience was I was in the Ocala National Forest. I was camping out with some friends few years ago and it was the coldest night of the year and everybody's sitting around the campfire talking blah 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 and it was like 1 30 in the morning um three of us heard this huge long howl which is like um the typical like if you were to hear matt moneymaker do a howl or Mm -hmm. the, the What's typically called the Ohio Bigfoot call. Right. It's their traditional long howl, and it was amazing. We heard it once. It was off in the distance, maybe a quarter of a mile away, a half a mile away. It was it was off in the distance, but we heard it clear as a bell, and it it only made the vocalization once, and that was truly amazing. Um, but... My team and I, we have found, uh, you know, we're into, we find lots of footprints, weird structures, um, all kinds of things out there. Um, I was going to ask you, what do, what do you think, and I, I'd like to ask all the guests here that, that do Bigfoot stuff, what do you think these structures mean? Oh, I don't know. Um you know, we're all just speculating what these things mean. Mm-hmm, Some mm-hmm. people think they're directional, you know, like they're pointing in a certain direction, you know, to a water source or, you know, something. Um, most of the time, I think it's some kind of marker, like a territorial marker. Hmm. Is, that's typically my opinion about it. Okay. Um, um mm-hmm. I was gonna say I I was I was kind of like uh, in the tillage of Luke Gross. He's uh, he was the leader of the Texas Bigfoot Research Group here in Texas. Whenever I was with mm-hmm. him, 
And his theory was like we used to find like these little bitty teepees, like little bitty stacks yeah. of woods, and it almost looked like someone was going to build a fire, but they wouldn't. And it'd be like well, a, I found one in Mayaka like uh-huh. that. It's just it's kind of odd because like right next to a tree, I said, why would someone want to build a fire next to a tree? And so yeah. yeah, so we we had he had the idea that these were like whatever there was in the area, like a Mexican plum tree or a pecan tree or. Uh, something, you know, something that was like edible. And he was, he would like look at it and goes, I think this is from, you know, Mexican plum tree. I think this is from, and so he had that for the, you know, for the longest time. And, you know, it was just a theory that happened to us like once or twice, but I just wanted to throw that out, out to you, Sue. Yeah. The one I found in Mayaka, um, and Mayaka is another hot spot mm-hmm. for Bigfoot skunk apes, whatever you, you know, whatever you want to call them, but um, it was about maybe two feet tall, and it was very organized, and I'm like, I walked past it down when I was going down the trail, and then I was like, wait a minute, I stopped and turned around, and I looked at it, and I'm like, what the heck is this? But it makes sense out there, because in Mayaka, there's a lot of palmetto bushes, it's like scrub oaks. It's just like just low palmetto bushes. There's not that many trees out there. If you see some trees, they're like in clumps, like clusters here and there. They're spread out everywhere. So the building materials, you know, they are, you're not going to find these giant teepee structures and things that you find up north or in the Pacific Northwest because the building materials are much smaller. You know, they either have to use palmetto palm fronds or they're picking up pieces of little sticks on the ground from the oak trees and they're building a little tiny structure because that's all there is. So, you know, I've only found one of those, but it was very amazing. Wow. Um. Let me see. Um, I was going to ask you, um, did you happen to know uh, Tim Fasano whenever he was alive? And he was... I know the name. I did not know. I did never okay. met him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he was over in Lakeland area. I guess he used to go in the Green Swamp a lot, which is where we investigate. Oh, okay. Because, like, he was um, – I, w- I would always, like, look at his videos and uh, – see, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about him at all, mm-hmm. but he was uh, – he was a researcher out of Florida, and he would post. He would post all the time in his car, or he was going out. I just uh, he passed away recently, uh, not recently, but probably like a couple of years ago. So yes, but he was like he was real like beloved in the Bigfoot yes. community. So um, yes, just wanted to pay homage to him or something. But yes, yes, uh, you know I'm with you on the sightings. I have I've I've never seen a Bigfoot either, mm-hmm. in all the 20 years that I've been in uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana, I never never saw one. But got, I've, got I've, yelled at. Yeah, we got yelled at. Rocks thrown at us. Yeah, I shine. Mm-hmm. I shine. Uh, how, howling. Howling. Uh, snorting. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We we've never unfortunately <laughs> seen one. That would I don't even. We keep we always have these scenarios where we're like. You know, how, how do you think what you would how how do you think you would act? Right, exactly. Yeah. We do the I'm same like, thing. We're yeah. like, okay, if one comes out here, what are we going to do? You yeah. know, we always, are we going to get down on the ground? Are we going to run? Or you know, what yeah. are we going to do? Like, oh, so I'm, you try to make a plan. Like, we, um, I'd like to think that we I would do this or do that, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then we're all like, when it comes to it, though, we're all like, oh god. 
Just freeze. Uh, yeah. Just completely I'll free freeze frozen. up. That's my natural reaction yeah. to everything. Something traumatic is for me to freeze. So mm-hmm. I know that's going to be my reaction. I'm just going to stand there like, oh, my God, and just be frozen. Yeah. Yeah, we would, we would be in the woods sometimes, and, like, we would, like, hear, like, something coming through the brush, like it was, like, a bulldozer, and it was, like, ar- <laughs> it'd be, like, an armadillo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just yeah, like, they're noisy little suckers, uh, Yeah. Sure. Uh, I uh, thought you were going to say a hog or something, you know? <laughs> no, no, but, yeah, he would, whenever he would take me when I was, like, seven years old, he would always, he would always reassure me with another threat. <laughs> how, how did I do that? He would go, he go, he go, hey, hey, man, like. I'm gonna make you sound like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> hey man, like calm, calm down. Like it's it's gonna be all right. Like you're more than likely to get like run into a snake or a hog, a wild hog before a Bigfoot. Wow, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Rob. I would be like, oh no, now I gotta look for snakes and and, and I, was, <laughs> I was wearing like tennis shoes, shorts, oh, and like God. I was like, oh man, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, man, you're just gonna, you're most likely gonna run into a snake or a wild hog. It's gonna be all right. Say, say, say hello to your mother for me. Say hello to your mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he would always. I don't know if you you remember you did that, but you would always reassure oh, me with Lord. another like possible threats. <laughs> I was like, oh. Now I hope you're wearing uh, snake boots. Yeah. Or something, uh, right? no, uh, well, I haven't. We haven't gone in a while, but I yeah before. We go we back do, out. Yeah. I'm gonna be prepared. <laughs> wear jeans oh, yeah. and wear. Yeah, I, I don't like copperheads at all. So. Yeah, I don't think anybody likes copperheads. <laughs> Any kind of snake. My wife. My wife does. She loves snakes. Uh, really? ter- terrified of spiders. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Well, it's all great and wonderful to almost step on a water moccasin. Yeah. yeah. That's like oof. That'll scare you. I don't care what kind of boots you're wearing. Um, but yeah, I, we all my all my team members we all wear snake boots. They're waterproof snake boots, mm-hmm. so we can kind of maneuver a little bit through the swamp, and we don't have to worry about snakes, you know. Because it just gives you that snake? level of comfort, huh? Have you ever ran into a snake? Like, like yeah. Pretty... Well, I almost stepped on a water moccasin Oof. once. Yeah, and. Um, my team member Tim stopped me. He's like, "What am I saying?" And I was like, "Oh God, my foot was just getting ready to land on it. It was coiled up wow. in oh. about two inches of water, and I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "Get me out of here." Um, we have seen uh, pygmy rattlers, but they've been mostly dead. Um, but there are a bunch out there in the woods. But at least wearing the boots, it does provide you with a level of Safety, yeah. you know, that's one less thing I have to worry about. I need to worry about armadillos walking around, the, you know, crashing through palmettos, not uh, snakes. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's yeah, that's good. I mean, we need. Do we? Where would you buy that at? Uh, Army Navy store. Army Navy store. Yeah. Okay, alrighty. So, um, uh, Marie, I wanted to ask you a question from uh, John Kershaw. He does, uh, no Creepers Cryptid. Paranormal Corner podcast. That's such a tongue okay. twister. It is. <laughs> yeah. He wanted me. He he wanted me to ask, what are your thoughts on the Dog Man, and how it's related to Bigfoot? That's the second time somebody's asked me about that. I really don't know. I'm not into the Dog Man thing yet. I'm still investigating Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been a lot. There's a lot of people who are very interested in Dog Man. Um, it is possible. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen some. I have. I have seen some very large, um, dog-like, uh, 
prints out there that are just like, eh, just bigger than, you know, we don't have like wolves here. We have coyotes. So if when you find a large print that kind of looks like a dog, of course, it could be a human walking a large dog Mm -hmm. out there in the swamp. But um, we don't know. Hmm. We don't know. It is possible that there's something like that out there. Okay. Um, Matt Knapp with Bigfoot Crossroads wanted to ask me. Uh, wanted me to ask me. Wanted me to ask you. Uh, what causes the skunk ape smell? Is it the same smell that's reported and associated with Bigfoots in other regions, or is it something unique to the to the skunk ape? I think it's they're the same. Okay. The smell is the same. Um, which I assume is a body odor mm-hmm. because of, you know, how hot and everything it is here. And it could be, you know, they may be rolling around in the mud in the swamp to help keep the mosquitoes off of them, the that bugs is, off of them. That is an excellent point. I did not even think about that. Yeah. yeah so you're constantly always wet, like a yeah. wet dog. So Yeah, because uh, I would assume, like, when it's hot... Mm-hmm. They're probably right now sitting in a swamp or a creek or something right now. And who knows? Because I get eaten by mosquitoes. I am a mosquito magnet. Mm. So I don't know how a, a creature can live out there with all the mosquitoes. So maybe they do roll around in the swamp mud. You know, um, it kind of like provides some kind of barrier mm-hmm. so they don't get, you know, torn up by the mosquitoes and the gnats and things like that out there. I'm just speculating. Um, and it could be just body odor from sweating. It's so hot out there. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, in Texas, I do notice that, you know, we have cedar trees here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we run into cedars that it looks like something that backed up into it and just, like, rubbed its back or its body on it. And so I know it has sap. That's uh, insect repellent. So I was going to ask, is, right. there, is there any cedars out there in, in Florida? Um, not, there are, um, not in, not typically in the swamps though, okay. in the swamp area. It's typically just oaks, cypress and pines out there and palmettos. I <clears throat> uh, got another question from Logan Craft. He does uh, Logan versus Kenny podcast. Uh, how goes? How does um, the skunk ape adapt to the climate in like Florida compared to an example a Sasquatch in a place like Washington? Mm. Well, I think just genetically over the years, um, they eventually migrated down, and you know, with evolution, they probably, like I said, they're typically smaller down south five mm. to seven feet tall so just with evolution with the heat and stuff like that they would end up being smaller they'd probably lose weight mm-hmm. if they were larger they would lose weight because the food supply is is a little different it's a little harder to come by um i mean we have hogs and deers and gators and stuff like that but i'm sure it doesn't have the nutritional quality that up in the Pacific Northwest with the lush, you know, forests and, you know, streams with 
fish and you know salmon and trout and all that good stuff that they can moose get their and elk hands and all on. That stuff. Moose and elk. And yeah, all moose stuff. and elk. And here, you know, you're gnawing on an alligator or a lizard or you're, you know, so there's deer obviously, and they eat deer, hogs, uh, but the food is different. The food supply is different. Mm. So just with evolution, I think they just. You know, right got smaller. You, you, know? Th- you think the, I guess, the skunk ape or what, whatever is down there, it's like their, 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 their body just pretty much like it's nothing to them if they were to get bit by a water moccasin? Right. Like it's just yeah, like. I, I, and I don't know how they do it. I mean, because, yeah. you know, there's pythons, there's water moccasins, there's rattlesnakes, there's all kinds of, like I said, Creatures that are out to kill you in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do they deal with getting bit by a water moccasin? What, they just like, you know, like an ant, like a bug bite? You would just kind of like, you know, flick flick the bug off of you? Do yeah, they it's just like a, flick it's off like a, the snake or good, something? Good comparison, yeah. It's like a, a bug bite to them. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> deadly for us, obviously. Uh, right. But yeah, it's like it's just like a slight tickle like ah, you know, and then they kill it and then they eat it whatever. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, they get pissed off, they grab it, you know, hit it against a rock or something and, just and then squeeze they eat the it, heck probably. out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's uh I've always wondered that. I go, "Man, what 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 does happen when a Bigfoot gets bit by a snake?" Like it's I was going to ask, have you had any, like, reports uh, regarding a Bigfoot eating an alligator? Or... Mm. I'm trying to think. There probably has because, I mean, humans can eat gators. Um, but there was a video, a couple videos, and, of course, people said they're hoaxes and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like a Bigfoot um, creature in the water. And there's actually one where it looks like it's killing a snake. Mm. Like it's beating it against a tree to kill it. Um, So I'm sure the same thing happens with, you know, smaller gators, like baby gators. You know, maybe they're not going to go for to try and eat a six or seven foot gator, but they may eat a three or four four foot gator, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay. Um so I'm assuming they would do the same thing. They would just, you know, slam it against a rock, grab it by the tail, and just fling it and smash it. Okay. Um, but it's all speculation, you know. Yes. Yeah, that's that's all we can do most I keep, of the time. I keep thinking of King Kong where he grabs, like, the T-Rex mouth, bottom <laughs> right, an upper jaw, and just rip it. Um, right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to just go with that. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if a Bigfoot could do that. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Bigfoot, if it's like passing through there and a gator tries to attack it, it's like really, like it's like a puppy trying to attack it. Pay per view. Yeah, yeah a pay per view <laughs> like uh, match between a six seven yeah. foot gator versus a, a skunk ape. I wonder who's gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video? There's been going around on Facebook the past couple of days of a. Huge, I think it's eleven foot gator that's eating a smaller gator. I don't think I have seen that. Wow, oh, I gotta, I gotta wow. check that out. That's, yeah, that's I think scary. it's it's eating like a five foot gator, but it's eleven foot gator, and he's got this thing in his mouth, and he's slamming it on in the water, and he's definitely killing and eating this thing. Is that, is that in Florida? 
Yeah. You think? Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Marie, I think it's in the Everglades, you, of course. You've got to be careful. <laughs> you just got to be careful. <laughs> I yeah, have, I have respect for anybody who lives in Florida, especially in that area. So that's uh, that's. I was like, are you going to visit Florida? Mm. Yeah, no. Uh, David Shealy's down there in the Everglades, and you know he's been a researcher for since he was ten years old, and um, he's had his experiences. He's seen all kinds of stuff, and um, but we went down there to do an investigation for the day and we were you know driving around we went down i think it's called turner road is a popular road to go down we found a trail and uh, we got out of the car we walked down this trail now this trail has water on both sides so it's the only land is the trail that we're on you know and so we're walking and all of a sudden, we see this little bunny rabbit jump on the trail in front of us, and we all froze. <laughs> and we were just waiting yeah. for something to get this bunny rabbit. We were waiting for a Florida panther to come out of nowhere and grab it, a gator to come get it, or a skunk ape or something. We were just like, oh, my God, this bunny is not going to make it. What's he doing here? And he's just eating the grass, you know, like he's oblivious to what's going on around him. And we're just frozen. We're just like, oh, my God, something's going to come eat this thing. And I don't want to be next to it when it gets eaten, you know. Nothing happened. Huh? Unless it's a skunk ape. Right. I'm sorry. I would freeze and be like, is that that what I think it is? Well, yeah. But we did hear gibberish out there. We heard... Down that same trail, way down at the end, we hear this, like two beings, two creatures, two people, something talking to each other, like they're having an argument or something. Mm-hmm. They're just, you just hear the chatter, and we're like, what the heck? We're in the middle of, like, nowhere. There's no one out here with us. So who's making this noise? And we're just here, this gibberish kind of sounds, That's kind of which creepy. was amazing, yeah, very it's, amazing. It's amazing and creepy at the same time, so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, so the whole time while we're down in the Everglades, we're like, oh, my God, we're going to die. Oh, my God, what are we thinking of? After the fact, we're like, wow, that was awesome. Let's do it again, you know. <laughs> but uh, at the time, it was, hmm. It was a little creepy. It was a little on the scary side. Um, but I, I've um, always wanted like that right there. I don't know how I would react if I were to hear that. But I always wanted. I've always thought. I was like, maybe what would happen if you try to mock it? Like do they would, what it's they'd doing. They'd probably get pissed. They'd probably get pissed, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I would think like, they would get I would, very aggressive. I would think it's like, well, no, I want to like have a conversation with them. I don't know what I'm saying, so yeah, I should probably not say that because I could be cursing. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem yeah. with people making sounds. You know, I'm my team. Typically, we don't do calls. Um, every once in a while, Mike, my, my team member Mike, will do a call, but typically we don't like to do it just because we don't know what it means. We don't know what we're saying. We don't know. Yeah. So we just kind of like we don't go there. We don't go there with that's, that kind that's of stuff. That's awesome. I, I love that. That's a good, yeah, I never thought of it that way. That's mm-hmm. For all we know, the yell could be like, you know, a warning. Or a dinner bell. A dinner bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Come on, everybody, come here. We're There's serving, humans. Let's serving, eat them. Yeah, you know, we're serving whatever. Mexican tonight. 
Jeez. Or, or it could be like a mating call or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no, exactly. No. We don't know we what don't it means. So, yeah, it's great to get a reply. But, but what kind usually of after it? people get replies, nothing else happens because it's like they know, oh, that's a human. Yeah. You know, mimicking us. Let's get out of here. They're making a typically. Long, they're making a long distance call. Let's go ahead and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. It's like, oh crap! There's a human out here pretending like they're us. Um, know, let's get out of here. I did have another question from. I'm probably going to butcher this name, so I'm sorry. Uh, R. J. Zentera wanted, and I get this question all the time. Why are they pictures of videos of Bigfoot blurry? Question mark. Uh, Do you ever yeah. see one? Question mark. I watch so many shows on this, and it's always the same. I would think by now that Bigfoots are real, that we would have some uh, some actual evidence. Mm-hmm. I get yep. that, I get that question all the time too. So absolutely, of course, uh, most skeptics will ask that question. Um, well, first of all, they're photographed or filmed typically from a distance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what you have is you got to zoom in to see, try and see what this thing is that you saw or whatever. And with the pixelations and stuff like that, it becomes a blurry image. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the theory, though, um, they move really quickly a lot of the times. So... Um, you know, maybe they're moving too quick for the camera that you're using, right. which would could create it, could make it look blurry in a photo. Um, there's a story I heard of a um, these two guys were on uh, four wheelers in the Ocala National Forest, and they're just cruising along during the day, and they saw a juvenile Bigfoot walking in the middle of the day in an open area. And they went at, they tried to go after it, but they couldn't catch up to it. They said it was going at about 30, 35 miles an hour. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. So try to photograph that. <laughs> yeah. I could, I you could, know, it's I going totally to be blurry. Or maybe it has something to do with their um, fur, their, their hair that they have. Maybe they have a way of turning a certain way um, that makes it make it look like they're cloaking or it may give them, you know, they may have a special kind of camouflage. You know, I always say that um, I would not be surprised if Bigfoots have um, like supernatural abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. You know, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, maybe maybe they have the ability to uh, make it look like they're blurry, or yep. maybe it's their energy, maybe it's their vibration that when you try to photograph it or film it, it looks blurry all I, the time. I love that answer. That's, I think I think that's what I always th- thought too. Is I think they omit something, especially when they're it's kind of like scared how, maybe uh, yeah it's kind of like how we, whenever we uh we feel like we're being watched our hair sta- like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. static and all right, that stuff like right. we feel like we're being watched and we feel uneasy they probably admit right. that since there's such a, a cur- like 
superhuman like a, being, they omit like that. a defense, like yeah. a defense mechanism. So any electronic thing. stuff that's like already on it, like it distorts it, like it just. Yes. And I think that very, I think that's very a good possibility. What are your yeah. What are your thoughts on on infrasound? Mm. Infrasound. Um, my team member Mike, he's been hit with infrasound twice. Okay. He's really? gotten really, really, really sick. You know, major headache. Um, he just got hit with it in an area in Hillsborough County um, about a month ago. And he was really, you know, in a bad place. He was having, he had a very difficult time. He was very sick for about a week wow. from it. Now, you know, is it true, Infrasound? We don't know. Um, we have. There's some invest researchers in Florida who are starting to look at the possibility that maybe it's um, radio frequency, it's RF, and not infrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're we're doing experiments out there in the field, mm-hmm. trying to see if that's a possibility. Um, we have certain spots in the green swamp where we use the tri-field meter on the RF. Um, setting and we get spikes and we shouldn't be getting spikes of anything like that in the middle of the swamp right right you know, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. there's no electrical wires there's no nothing and even our phones we have our phones set on airplane mode so it doesn't set off the meters at all and um, but we do get spikes and we don't know why why we get that but what's interesting is we've gotten spikes um when we are approaching a structure or when i've touched a structure the meter will go off hmm. wow i i i never even thought about that because i you know because like i was telling you earlier uh, like before we actually started recording uh i was a paranormal investigator for 10 years and mm-hmm. did bigfoot stuff for 20 and just recently probably like a year ago i started carrying emf meters with me like in mm-hmm. the field yep and like i've always like i talked to somebody and they were saying like oh i had this person go off because you know this person was reacting to an emf field and they and they were telling me because that sounds like infrasound to me and i go wait i go yeah they they have similar characteristics of you know because everybody reacts different to infrasound or emf then like you're saying some people get sick some people get dizzy some people right. hallucinate some people get headaches right so I always carry like something like in the field with me all the time now. And so yes. whenever you said that, that that's, you know, rings home with me. I said, I've never tried that. I've never tried uh, like a EMF reader on a structure or a tree break. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Do you have a tri-field meter or you just I, have an EMF? Meter? I have, I have several different kinds of EMF. I do not have a tri. Those are, those are hard to find. Yeah. If you get a tri-field meter, you can, it also measures EMF. It also measures RF. It does several different things that you can play with. And, um, but we're playing with the RF. And it's used to measure, um, like you can use it to measure your microwave, what, mm-hmm. you're, what is emitting from your microwave. If you have a leak or something like that, that's what the RF um Wow. Can do so. I'm sure it can kind of mess you up as well if you're exposed to high levels of RF. You know, 
Well, let me let me throw this at you also as well. Uh, say, like, cause for example, there's an area in Texas that I go to. It's called Brown Springs. And Brown Springs normally has, in, in the past, in the 50s and 60s, it was a dumping, it was a body dumping ground for, like, the Dallas mob. And yeah. there's Bigfoot out there. And I was, we were talking, I think we were talking on another show, Stephen, mm-hmm. how we thought that if there's all these bodies that are buried there and there's, like, there's, you know, paranormal activity, and it's set, and it, they're they're moving, they're moving around. They're going to send off EMFs and say a Bigfoot walks in that area, and it gets affected by this EMF or this, in, like it's not doing infrasound on someone. It actually walks into it. What if the you know he gets upset because you know he's walking into this big field of you know like milligals and it's mm-hmm. and and becomes very aggressive. So I just wanted to throw that that at you. What do you you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it is possible. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of a situation like that. We've we've been out there at night, mm-hmm. um, and you know we have our meters and stuff like that. I have some paranormal equipment out there while we're you know bigfooting because we're usually we walk around a little bit, but usually we'll sit down. And so we have our thermal cameras, we'll have night goggles, you know, we have, like, everything you could think of. And the, the last time we went out, um, we caught a someone in the picture, in the pictures with us, in the film. What? What the heck? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it looked like, um, like a, like a teenager, like a, um... Like someone who's either like a Boy Scout or it could be like Civil War or something. But, yeah, we caught it in our film. And we're like, who is this person behind me? It was behind me. Mm-hmm. And um, you could see that it looks like this guy is clear. Did he have a you hat on? See him. Did he have a hat on? He had a hat on, yeah. Wow, jeez. And he was behind me, and we're like, there was nobody around us. What the heck is this? <laughs> and it happened right after um, I had a little um, device that it's like a little motion sensor thing mm-hmm. that a little ball you sit on the ground and you have to touch it in order for it to turn on and it flashes lights when it turns on. I had some of those out around us and one of them went off and I started talking to it. I said, you know, feel free to join us, la, 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 la. And that's when we caught it on film. You could see this full body of this person. We don't even know who this person is. And this is while we're Bigfooting. You know, wow. we're not looking for this stuff. We're just looking for Bigfoot. And, you know, we're waiting for some, you know, to see him to, you know, with our thermals or whatever. But crazy stuff like that happens out there. Yeah. We do get paranormal activity. We're not looking for it. It's just happening. I hear uh, typically uh, there was a guy that was on our show, um, uh, Carter Bouchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was part of the BFRO, and he was telling us on on his show. I mean, whenever we're t- we're talking to him, he said that whenever he would run into Bigfoot uh, incidents that curtailed into paranormal, had paranormal like uh, little stories into it, uh, added on to it, that the BFRO would uh, take that out and not. Of course. Look- and like so, I wonder how many people are 
seeing Bigfoot and they see like an orb or an aberration or lights or something. That's kind of, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that happens all the, not all the time, but, you know, as researchers, our job is to disclose everything. Mm. No matter how weird or strange it is, um, it's not all about structures and footprints and having a sighting and, you know, having rocks thrown or sticks thrown at you. It's also the other, it could also be the other stuff. You know, we can't discount, you know, we can't say, oh, no, well, this, you know, I saw an orb, but we, that had nothing to do with Bigfoot. You don't know if it has anything to do with Bigfoot or not, but you need to report it as a researcher. Mm-hmm. That's your job. You know, because we got to, it's most likely pieces of the puzzle. That stuff that they're throwing out probably is some pieces of the puzzle. They'll never get the complete picture. They'll never get the complete answer if they're just throwing out what they think. Ah, it can't possibly be this. It can't possibly be that. You know, my equipment malfunctioning has nothing to do with Bigfoot. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. It does. So, you know, uh, we're very we we're very serious researchers, and we don't throw out anything as being too ridiculous or too strange. We report it the way it happened. Period. That's all we can do. What do you think it's going to take for science to classify this animal? Uh, well, you know, the old they're going to need a body, probably. Um, I mean. I, or live capture um, of one, but I'm sure you know our military or government does have something already. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal opinion is they're probably um, studying them in order to create some kind of super soldier or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've always I've always felt that. Once I started getting talking about infrasound, I thought they were the government would would probably try to capture a corral one and probably try to figure out how they do how the they do it. Yeah, correct, so, correct. Um, that or the ability to you know cloak themselves, you mm-hmm. know, make it look like they disappear or whatever. So I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if, you, you if know, that hasn't already happened. Because, like, for the longest time, whenever I was with the TBRC, the Texas Bigfoot Research Center, uh, we were we were into the school of, you know, flesh and blood, and it was the primate and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. as soon as I left that group, I started branching out and talking to other people and talking to Native Americans, Choctaws, and uh, Caddo Indians. And mm-hmm. uh, they would just tell me all these stories and stuff. And so I, I became a little bit more open-minded to to, you know, other possibilities. So... That's one of the stuff that I I love talking about, and I know people mm-hmm. in in the community they they talk they call it woo, you know, where yep. it's like yep. it's forbidden, or you're not supposed to talk about it, or you get yep. talked down to about it. Do you mm-hmm. do you run into that at all? Absolutely, absolutely, because we do report the paranormal things that happen to us, and um, some people have ridiculed us for being woo investigators. We're not woo investigators. We're Bigfoot investigators. We're just having paranormal activity happen while we're out there, mm-hmm. and we're just reporting it the way it is. You want to hear a funny story? Absolutely. Okay, so uh, talk about woo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
So this has happened twice, two different times. It's been captured on film. Um, I was in the uh, Green Swamp, at two different locations in the Green Swamp. I have my phone in my pocket, and I am walk. I find a X structure, and I'm walking up to the X structure, and I hear a voice. I hear someone talking, and I'm like, "What the heck? What? Where's that coming from?" And I realize it's my phone. I pull my phone out. My phone called one of my ex-boyfriends. And he was while talk- I was at an X structure. That's weird. <laughs> so was he was he trying to like talk to you or ask you hey hello hello was he saying that or? Well, he because my phone called him. Right. Mm. And he's like hello 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 and I'm like, what the heck? Who is that? But that's happened twice, two different X structures, two different ex boyfriends. My phone did it automatically. My phone is locked, password protected. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> that Yeah, talk about woo, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's just an example. I've had my phone play um, weather.com videos by itself out there. Wow. Again, my phone's locked, password protected, so you have to... Unlock it, put in the passcode, go to the internet, type in weather.com, and then go search for a video to play. I don't watch, I don't go to weather.com, I don't watch videos, but my phone was doing it, and that happened while we're out there bigfooting. I always want to, you know, this is the paranormal side, you know, thinking outside the box there. I was wondering if, like, there was maybe somebody that was, you know, passed away there and... They were trying to get to a phone, and you, you know, they just happen to see you, and they want to reach out or something. I don't know. That's just I'm just thinking, Stephen. Yeah, you? anything's possible, but these are like different locations. You know, wow. this isn't one spot. This is different locations. With the X's there, right? With the X's. Uh huh. X's. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. And um, even just my phone playing videos. Always when I'm. It seems to happen when I'm when I find a structure when I'm going to the structure, and um, which is odd, but again we p- report it. We report what happens to us. Hmm. Well. Well. I I, hmm. I really like that. That's I mean, I think you you've touched on some things that I didn't even, you know I've been researching twenty years I never thought about so uh, that's enlightening. I really. Really happy we're having this talk. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great discussion. I do want to go to Brown Springs, uh, Springs with you. Yeah, because um, you. Were, I remember you were telling me about it, and I was like, "That sounds like a really, really. It could either be a, a, a good time or a bad time. Yeah, there's no in between. <laughs> it could either go in whichever favor it is. Because uh, you, it was you and Kenny that went. It out was there it was me, Kenny, um, Boudros. Uh, Julian, our, my mm-hmm. my cousin, and his wife uh, Melissa. Melissa, yeah. We went out there, and it was like supposedly like the story we heard on this one, uh, Miss Dumont was um, there was like a story of a, this lady, her legs were bent backwards, and she was raped, and the what? yeah she was raped, and her boyfriend's like neck was snapped, and supposedly this lady had primate DNA inside her. I I heard oh. it. I, I heard it from. 
I think a constable that heard it from a sheriff, they heard it from a game warden, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, and was, that was like in the 90s or something like that. And, in uh, the 90s? Yeah, like in the 90s. Wow. So we went up there to go investigate, and this area has a lot of Native American lore of Dogman and Bigfoot. And, like, supposedly, like, uh, the settlers that came through there, like, got a girl and they, they kidnapped her and raped her. And then the the Native American group went after them and then cursed the area and called it Brown Springs. So it had, like, natural springs. And so they cursed it so no settler could live there. And then they, they eventually caught the guy and they, like, they staked him to the ground. And they let, like, a dog man or a Bigfoot come out and get him. And that's that was the story of that area. Hmm. And so whenever, and like I was telling you also that the Dallas mob used to dump bodies there. Right. And so I, whenever we went out there for the very first time, I stepped out of the vehicle and like I had a big, like, like I feel like something was holding my chest down. Like I had a hard time breathing whenever I was there hmm. and it just felt really negative there. And so we end up walking up, we, we walked down uh, the river a little bit It because it's right on the Red River, the, the border of, of Oklahoma and Texas. So we walked down maybe like a mile and then came back and it was, uh, we parked in front of it, this big tree and then this tree was pushed over uh, like on front of our vehicle and then there was footprints around. I think there were like 14, 13 inch prints. Wow. And so uh, we took pictures of it and I think, I think I took off my hat and put it right next to the, you know, right next to the footprint. And I, I did a call, and th- something was calling back from the other side of the Red River, and it sounded like it was going away. Like it was like, and then it was, this was like broad daylight, it was like noon. And mm-hmm. uh, my cousin and his wife says, uh, I think we need to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this place is like, like notorious for like paranormal lore, you know, uh, Native American lore, Bigfoots, mm. and, and supposedly Dogman too. So, well, I mean, Dog Man could be a, a skinwalker, like mm-hmm. a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have to agree with you on that one. So, if you if it's Native American, it very well could be like a shapeshifter kind of thing. Yeah, uh, out to get revenge, on, you know, and it's you know, it's tribes been and all that stuff. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you say all that bad stuff, but I'm like, a part of me wants to go there. <laughs> he said yeah. all, all that it's bad like, stuff, and I was like, I'm in. Mm, I'm in. <laughs> Sounds like a good I'm time. I'm in. And we can still do it in, in like, you know, 11 a.m. to like 1 p.m. and be like, okay, you know, we're still alive. Let's take our winnings here. And <laughs> we're go still ahead. alive. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to go ahead and go. Because uh, yeah. if that tree is pushed over in front of the vehicle and there's footprints, you see it, like, that's... I don't think I've ever. That's one thing I I never got under my belt is, is seeing a footprint. Yeah, I could I could take you out. I'll, yeah. f- I'll find stuff. I've all never the time. seen a footprint. You've never seen a footprint. No, Are not you not, me? not like on the field. Like in that when we're wow. going, would never see. Because me, I always wondered like, okay, you see a footprint. I've never seen or never heard anyone say like, you know, it's got to have a scent, right? Yeah, yeah. Feet stink. Why don't you try smelling it? See if you smell something. Oh my god! Or like, see if you if you if it has hair. Like I've always wondered that. And me, uh, I would probably do something like that and be like, "What are you doing?" I know. I'd probably say, be like, "What are you doing?" I'm smelling. I'm, I'm smelling I'm the smelling footprint it. to see if I, there's any. Yep, there's odor. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna smell it before you get down there. <laughs> so. See, and, and I don't think I don't think we've ever smelled like when we had that activity yeah. over. Uh, not Brown Springs. Um, um, I always forget the name. Uh, Sulphur Springs? No, it, was when, it wasn't Sulphur Springs. It was uh, Big Sandy. Big Sandy. We had all that, that stuff that was happening, that, that crazy showdown between 
whatever whatever was out there with us, I never smelled anything. Yeah, and I was all like, "Wait, I don't." Smell I don't. It. I don't think you felt threatened. I just I think it was just curious because I I took uh, Stephen out when he was really young, and mm-hmm. the like the second or third time I took you out, right? You had like Bigfoots were yelling at us and it throwing was, rocks think, at I us. I think it was stuff. the fourth time. Yeah, it was. Well, like, I mean, I don't know if it was a Bigfoot, but something was throwing rocks at us. <laughs> yeah, something was throwing rocks at us, and we got eye eye shine from across the creek. Uh, a truck was was hauling ass on the road that we were only on, uh, and it like right when it reached like I guess the the tree line, where the, the tree line where it was, yeah, where the creek met where it, the, where the creek met it, like it like stopped full, like you hear like all the slammed way, on the brakes, it slammed really? on the brakes, it backed up and then it, it zoomed faster than it was going before. So, so yeah, we we think that this, this the, the, like these bigfoots were. Walking down this creek bed, and we, we hit we hit it with flashlights, and we could see like eye like two sets of eye shine, and then mm-hmm. something started throwing rocks at us from across the, across the the road at us, right. and it right. got us our direction there, and then it just took off down the creek bed, and this truck was going down the road, and that's what Steven was talking about. So, the, like the second or third time I took it out, I took him out to the field. He experienced that, but we didn't we didn't smell anything because like we we did tree knocks and we did we did you know yell howls, <laughs> and we were there. We were there to do paranormal stuff. Forget ghosts. <laughs> it, was, it was a graveyard. It was a graveyard, and I was already like, nice. I am not happy right now. Yeah, I it can't was, see uh... my hand. And apparently, I'm walking in like dead graves, uh, tombstones from like slaves back yeah, it was, in the day. It was civil, nice. it was civil war stuff. And, yeah, she's over here like, nice, that's awesome. But me at the time, I was all like, I am not happy. This is not how I wanted my weekend to go out. Uh, but it ended up being like you know uh, an an adrenaline rush. Yeah, because because I because I I recall as we pulled up, it was really dark. I, we like pulled up. <laughs> And uh, I go, I go to, I go to Stephen on purpose. I go, I think I forgot the flashlights. <laughs> he goes, Are you serious? I go, No, nah, I'm kidding. I got them. You go, No, no, I got you. you no, I got it. Oh it's in the trunk. It's in the trunk. Uh, uh, I got the big spotlight. I was like, Oh, thank God. He goes, But did I charge it? I go, God dang it! He goes, Well, we're gonna find out here. So, gets out and gets so, the trunk. He goes, It turns it on. Real, it's real bright. He's like, oh, Okay, yeah, it's 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 working right now. But how many minutes are left in it? <laughs> I was like, man, come on, dude. Leave the that, happens, that happens the majority of the time when yeah. I'm bigfooting out there at yeah. night. My flashlights don't work. And I'm like, God dang it. Every single time I'm trying to use a flashlight, it dies. Or I can't turn it on or whatever. I have to get somebody else, you know, use somebody else's flashlight. It happens every freaking time. Do you, do you haze any of your members at all? Um, meaning what? Like you, like you, like mess I, with like, them. like what? What I was doing to Stephen, like just oh. messing with them, you know? Oh yeah. Well, we just we just talk the talk. Okay. You know? Okay. You know, um, but we haven't actually like at night or something done something to each other. Oh, I see. No, no. That's... But we'll we'll talk about it. We'll we'll laugh and make funny jokes and comments and stuff. But no, we don't do anything like that. <laughs> well, uh. Marie, we've been going like an hour now, so... Uh, Can I talk about my team real quick? Yes, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, uh, of course, I'm the founder of the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group on Facebook and YouTube, but I also we also have a team, a research team, and it's called the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Team. There's seven team members, and um, yeah, it's me and um, Tim Turner, 
Wynette Turner, Mike Aguilar, Desi Herter, Ruby Joe Brew, and Troy Palmer. And each of us brings something different to the table. And um, I don't know how your team is, but mine is um, it's set up to where, uh, like for me, um, like I said, we bring something different to the table. Um, I'm mm-hmm. a artistic, creative person, so I'm very good at finding structures and things that are out of the ordinary out in nature. Because I'm artistic, those kind of things just pop out at me. It looks like a design. It looks like it was intentionally made or placed that way. Um, so that's my niche as, you know, as well as footprints. Um, now, Tim, he is a um, lifetime hunter. He's very good at um, identifying prints, tracking prints, um, very detail-oriented. He also does the filming for our group. He films these little videos that he posts um, on our page. And uh, his wife, Wynette, she helps him with the filming. Um, She has a real steady hand, so she usually uses the thermal camera. And she has captured something that looked like it was peeking around behind a tree Mm. off in the distance with the thermal camera. And she also is very good at finding carcasses which is really odd, but that seems to be her niche. Um, you got Mike Aguilar. He is very, like, in tune, sensitive to Bigfoot. He's the one that's been hit with infrasound a couple times. Okay, okay. Um, he's very good at finding gnarly, creepy places for us to investigate. Um, he's also good at finding prints and structures. And then Desi Herter, she's... Um, very detail-oriented. She likes audio. So she spends, you know, she's out there capturing audio, and she spends hours on end analyzing with headphones on, trying to figure out the sounds that we're hearing. And she tries, you know, we try to debunk the kind of sounds that we're hearing. You know, we'll run them through, like... um, See if it's a particular bird or an owl or whatever. I like that. Um, so I, I so like she that spends a lot. a lot of hours doing that. Um, Ruby Joe Bruce, one of the newer members to our team, um, she's lived her life in the swamps, in the woods. So she's very familiar with plant life and the wildlife out there. She's very good at structures as well. And our newest member is Troy Palmer. He is a, what he calls himself, a open-minded skeptic. And I think every team needs to have a skeptic on it. Um, he's a professional photographer as well. So he's got the cameras with the big lenses and stuff. So he's a wildlife photographer. So, you know, he's got the big cameras. He's out there, of course, looking for wildlife and for Bigfoot. Um, but... He's been with our group for about um, three months now, and he's gone from being 0% believer to about an 85% believer. Wow. Good, good job, Marie. Yeah, um, because of prints and things that they've, you know, we found out there, they have found out there. Him and Desi, um, a couple months ago, 
were in the green swamp at night and they happened to come across a track, a trail of small footprints, about 19 of them. And they were six and a half inches long, Hmm. small prints, which is really odd. And, um, and then they, they heard some like chattering or they've heard some strange calls out there. So they've sent their information, you know, their data to um, Cliff Barackman and Dr. Meldrum to, you know, get their opinion on these tracks that they found. Wow. Looks like a baby Bigfoot, right? Mm. Cliff liked it because um, the toe impressions were really dug in the ground. Um, So he liked them. Uh, But, you know, nobody could say it's definitely a Bigfoot. Because they're small. They're six and a half inches long. Yeah. You know, anything could have, you know, it could be a kid out there, which is not very likely because they're very remote in the middle of nowhere. But it's always possible. Yeah. So it's either, you know, a kid with some parents out there. The parents are probably walking the grass and the kid's walking in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be a baby Bigfoot that was walking down this dirt path. There was 19 prints. That's pretty amazing. And the only way they saw the prints, they're very shallow, was um, they had a green flashlight. And the light, the green lights, for some reason, really seems to accentuate prints pretty well. We use it um, quite a bit. Wow. I did did not know that. Mm, Yeah. yeah, So try getting a green flashlight. And um, the your footprints will show up a little better, a little more detail than okay. if you're using a white a white light. Um, I wanted to I wanted to thank you for coming on. I really really enjoyed this. I, I we had a good time, Stephen. Oh, oh yes. it was a great time. Yeah, it was um, a great time. And I want to invite you and everybody else to check out. Um, our team has a website. It's called MidFloridaBigfoot.com. Okay, I will. And there. You can see our, you know, you can see pictures of us, our team bios, and we have a research gallery. And there you can see pictures, some, you know, some of our favorite pictures of things we found out there, like footprints, stick structures, lean-tos, you know, things like that. So I will, whenever I post this, I will post all your links that you want me to on there as well. Perfect. So Perfect. Marie, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Anything else you want to plug? Anything like you're, um, you? You got any events going on you want to talk about? Or no, uh, nothing really coming up. Um, back in January, um, I was a featured speaker at the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference. Wow! Um, in January, I was over in Lakeland, Florida, and I was a featured speaker with um, Dr. Maria Mayer. Lyle Blackburn and Lauren Coleman. Mm. Okay, La- Lauren Coleman. Yeah. Yes, I've met yeah. him. He's a- yes, yes. I've, so I've that met, was a good time. Yeah, I met Ly- I've met Lyle. I've met, I've met Lauren. I haven't met I haven't met uh, Midea yet. So I'd like to meet her. So yeah, she's fabulous. She's the nicest person ever. I'm going to see her again in uh, three weeks. I'm going to Utah. Nice um, for a conference. I'm not speaking there. I'm just going there. Right. Right. Just- I, um, I I don't know if you knew this, but I with our show I try to uh, showcase women a lot on this show. And oh, so, good. And so good. I, that's I want to do that because I there's not enough women in our field. 
Absolutely. And especially that our running groups are running like, you know, running something. So I wanted to, number one, I found you were interesting. And I, for some reason, something told me to reach out to you. So that's what I wanted to do. I said, I need to talk to Marie. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm thank gonna, you. It I'm tends gonna, to be, it tends to be a, um, a good old boys club. It is. So it there is, really aren't that many women involved in this, and it's tough. It's definitely tough as a woman to try and make a presence in this uh, community. It's very difficult. Well, so. I, but I'm working on it. I I felt that you were strong, and you were, you know, um, you you just seem you just seem really interesting. So I just wanted to reach out to you, and I said, man, I gotta I gotta talk to her. So she's <laughs> she looks like a good lady. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. No I totally enjoyed talking to you and we, Steve. It's yeah, been great. Yeah, thank we had, you. we had a good time. We were laughing probably too yeah. much. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's what I do. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, Marie. Um, I, and I say this, and I really mean this. You're more than welcome to come back on whenever whenever you're ready. If you want, if you got some evidence you want to you want to showcase and you or something, or if you're writing a book or if you're going to be a speaker, come back on and we'll promote the heck out of you. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. All righty. Well, All right. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. It was a good conversation with Marie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. She's very knowledgeable. She she knows her shit, man. Yeah, she does. I'll say that about her. She uh, yeah. very she, knowledgeable and very sweet and. She she's, looks like she doesn't bullshit around things. She no, she doesn't, and, and she's very passionate and mm-hmm. caring about her group, which I really loved, and that was awesome. But um, I loved how she talked about each person and what they bring to the table. Yes. I think every group should do that rather than, oh, yeah, he's part of our group or she's part of our group. Yeah. You know, no, you, you really need to showcase each person because – sen- Yeah, accentuate all that it's, stuff. So. It's a group. You interviewed them. You you hired them. We're not really hired, but allowed them to be in the group. You got to know something about them other than what, what they – their names, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about the black phone. Yes. I You watched it before I did, mm-hmm. and you uh, – you know, what do you – you know what are your thoughts on it? I, I love it. I I am a sucker for you know me. I love I love Stephen King and his son is adapting very well to creating his own um, stories and all that stuff. And this was is it a book? It was a short story. Okay. Yeah, and I I read it when I was working at ADT, and I I read it and I didn't, I didn't know that that was Stephen King's son. Wow. Because his his name is Joe Joseph King. But he he changed his name to branch out to not be oh Stephen King's son I'm gonna read it he wanted to do his own thing so he changed it to to Hill so it's Joe Hill so I remember reading it and I was like man this is actually this is a pretty good story like it was simple and it was only like I think it was only like eighty six pages wow and it was a really good story and as it was scary because it's it's uh, something that happens unfortunately. Um, kids get kidnapped. Yeah, I was when because when I saw the previews for this, I you know anybody that knows me knows that I do not like to watch movies or read stuff that that glorifies killing children. I don't mm. I don't like that. I don't like it either. That's one of my things I do not like, and I don't I like any movie I see where a kid gets hurt or something. I just I stop watching it. And so you were telling me because you saw this before I did, and mm. you said it's okay. You can watch it. Yeah. 
<laughs> go, okay. Yeah. I'm going to trust you and I'm going <laughs> to. Because they never, they never show it. But the, the scarier part about it is that y- you know what he's doing and it's not, it's not sexual. Yeah. Like what you said, it's not sexual. Yeah. It's, it's the, I guess the. Wait, wait, wait. We should probably do a spoiler, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Dang it. We always do this. I forget. <laughs> Uh, edit this part to be yeah, the beginning. If you haven't watched the movie and you want to watch the movie, stop the podcast. Go watch the movie yeah. and then come back. Go if you have Peacock. Great, it is free to watch it on Peacock. I think, but well, uh, you, you have to pay the premium. I think. Yeah, it's, it's like seven. <laughs> it's, like seven dollars. Yeah, it's it's worth it. I will say this: it's worth it. It's a great, fantastic movie. Yeah, okay, we'll go watch it. Um. Back to what I was saying, it doesn't, what you said, it doesn't uh, show the sexual, like it, it's not sexual. Yeah, but he, he gets off on on hurting, like beating kids. Like he's playing a game. Mm-hmm. Like he wants them to like, try to escape. And when they try to escape, he beats the crap out of them. Sometimes yeah. he, I think sometimes he kills them mm-hmm. while he does it. So, um, and this kid, uh, was his name is Finney Shaw? Uh, Finn, yeah, Finney. Oh man, I forgot his last name. It's Shaw. Shaw. Finish Shaw. Finish Shaw. Yeah. And the the reason why I told you to watch it is because it it has it has some supernatural paranormal elements to it. Right. Uh, not only like it's a serial killer who kidnaps a, the main character. It's apparently they're they're it starts off with you know their uh, brother and sister. They go to the same school. It looks like she's a grade below him. And their dad is kind of abusive, which that right there was probably tough to watch. Yeah, like where he spanks her. Yeah, and you're all like, "Geez, like that's full on spanking," and it's 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 it triggers some. You things. can you can kind of tell he's abusive, but he's actually you can tell he's going through some kind of trauma, mm-hmm. and he's drinking, and so he's like he's not all the way there. He's not. He's not all the way there, and so it does, the story doesn't say what happens. To their their mother, his wife, but apparently she had passed away or something, mm-hmm. and he's struggling with it, mm-hmm. like to cope with it and and father these two kids, and like he's not doing a good job. No, so, so that's how it starts, and then you know later on you find out that their mother was was a, a median. Yeah, she was gifted. She was gifted. Uh, did I say median? Medium. Yeah, medium. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just. just She's the middle of the road. She's middle of the road. Yeah, <laughs> she's a medium. Um, not, she's she's the side of the road. <laughs> she's the side of the road, um, and she she's gifted to where she can speak to spirits and hear them. Yeah. So the whole the whole I remember when I watched the trailer, the whole thing it makes it seem like the the sister is gifted and she's trying to find him. Right. But you realize Finn has a gift and he just embraced it. Yeah. He's it's a it's a gift that. He is given and he embraces because it's a fight, uh, fight or flight um, situation because mm-hmm. he's kidnapped and he's talking to the victims of the the kids that he's killed and they're trying to help the, him. They like preceded him. Yeah, and it just happens to have a phone that doesn't work. That's not even hooked up or anything, and he still is contacting the dead, which which reminded me of the Blackwell Ghost. Yes, I was going to say that it yeah. had a Blackwell Ghost feel it, to it. Yeah, so. Each victim that's telling him that they did something, it ends up being, it's like science. It's like, right. it, it gives him that leverage for each thing that they told him to do for the final showdown. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I was like, man, I, Robert needs to see this. this you know, is- I think it was like, I think the runtime was like, I don't know, like an hour and 43 minutes. Yeah. But to be honest with you, this could actually have been like a series. Cause I, I, I remember you telling me that. Cause yeah. I, I really wish they would have, they would have talked about a little bit more about all these kids' backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Because like you could you you know like two of the kids' backgrounds mm-hmm. like one of the the kid uh, what was his name um, uh, Robin and it was Robin and I can't think of the other guy's other kid's name uh, it was a Native American kid I, I it, it's not coming up on here for some reason but anyway um, Robin's a Hispanic kid yeah that, that I'm I'm gonna go ahead and flat out say it whenever I saw it I was like this looks this kid looks like uh, Robert whenever you were younger yeah. I was like, holy crap. And he's Hispanic. and He has straight hair. He has straight hair, straight long hair. And he hates bullies, which I thought that was pretty neat. So he was like kind of like uh, Finn's protector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ends up still being kind of like Finn's protector at the end. Yeah, because like I think, um, yeah, he was, he's one of those kids that get he gets abducted. And like I was saying, I wish... You you got a little taste on his background, mm-hmm. uh, and you know he's a rough kid, and you know he like he doesn't like bullies and stuff. But I wish that again more about the other kids because, you know, whenever whenever they introduce like the story of them him talking on the phone to Finn, and they were like introducing them themselves to him because like one of the kids didn't even go by his name; he was going by the Paperboy. Paperboy because he didn't like. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't See, know that, why they, that, they didn't do that. Like, that's the reason why I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted because like this show. I mean, this movie wanted. It was. I was wanting more out of it. I was, yeah. I was wanting more background stuff, and I, it could have been a series, man. It just, yeah. I mean, because like you know me, I don't like Ethan Hawke. I've never liked him. <laughs> I've always hated him. But he played. They don't even give his real name on it. Just call him like, the, the, the grabber. The grabber. And then whenever it's his brother. He's like, oh, my brother's almost, you know, he never says his name. Yeah. So he's like, even whenever, that's the funny part is that the cops were there. Yeah. Whenever they were looking for him. And he's all like, oh, do you live here? No, I'm just like, you know, I'm staying. My brother is working right now. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you need to, you need to clean up, you know, because, and that's whenever they see the line of cocaine. Yeah. He's like, stupid, stupid, stupid. And like. So he was, his brother was so high that he probably didn't notice what his brother was doing. Exactly. And so that, what, what was he doing when he was in the kitchen, like waiting on Finn to come up? Where's so, it? so that part right there, they had different schedules. So his brother mm. would, would, would work at night and go buy cocaine and come go, home, go buy cocaine <laughs> and then come home. Cause there was that thing whenever he brings Finn into the, the little dungeon or basement, he's like, you know, oh, well, you, he says something like a line, like, you know, I can't do it right now because someone's, he's like, why is somebody up there? Like and it was his brother. His yeah. brother was up there, so he would. Yeah, like that's. Yeah, I can see why you would want more on it, but it is a short story, and I think they stretched it enough to cover a movie. Um, and uh, the idea of what what the grabber is, you know, you don't really. I like how it just focused on 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 not him. It focused it focused on the on the victims and the kids because um, it's not about it's not about him. It's about the. Those kids getting out, or Finn getting out. So it's almost like there was like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like they, he, whenever you, whenever you're watching it, each each kid tells them to do something, mm-hmm. and it's like he, you know, he's thinking it's, it's to escape, but really they were they were building something 
for him to win mm-hmm. to beat to beat him. Uh, the, the the kid actor's name's uh, Mason Thames. One who plays Finn. Finn, yeah, and he did great a, actor. did a great job. His sister is Madeline McGraw. She's fantastic. Yeah, and um, the other kid, the one that was uh, was uh, I think he was uh, Native American. Not Native. American. He could have been Native American. Uh, Tristan uh, Throng Prong was his name and uh the father was being played by Jeremy Davis he was on Justified uh Justified Mindhunter he played uh Charles Manson dude is a great actor yeah he's he's get, he gets those typical roles where he he's has he's an asshole he's he's an asshole and he's he's got to have a mullet he's got to have a mullet and he's got to have his his fantastic beard which I don't blame him um but yeah it it was uh what did you think of it being really authentic to the the time period 1978. 78, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I love the bikes and the cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but um, those, that neighbor or that town they were living in, was, was it Denver? It was like a suburb of Denver or yeah, something. Yeah, it was, it was a suburb there was, of There was no sidewalks. There was hardly any sidewalks like in a neighborhood. I thought that was a good representation of that time period. Because there wasn't any sidewalk, that yeah. much sidewalk. If yeah. you... If there were sidewalks, wouldn't that be considered a very, very rich area yeah. at that time? Yeah, because yeah. you can kind of tell these... These this neighborhood was not as not a predominantly well uh, funded area or something. Mm-hmm. So it was um, it was kind of interesting, and I, I I did like Ethan Hawke how he was wearing the mask. Never he never he, they showed his face. Glit, it was like a really short thing whenever Finn ripped off his mask, and he would like he was he, he was, was kill, freaking out. He's freaking out because I guess he didn't want because we were talking about this before that he didn't want anybody to see his face for what it was. I guess yeah. So, like he was in a fantasy world when he was wearing that mask and he could do whatever he wanted and but uh, maybe he really didn't like the thought of him being abused being the abuser yeah cuz like didn't he say something like you know that phone never worked he goes like, yeah he goes i remember i remember i tried it like goes have you tried it he's like yeah i tried it once when i was locked down here and you're all like okay so was it his dad like and his brother was was did he get tormented too? Yeah. Like, what 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 is? So yeah, I can see why you wanted more, but because I, I, I would think that there were probably stepbrothers, and by, okay, and yeah. then the other one didn't, never really got abused, and you know Ethan Hawke the grabber did mm-hmm. and stuff. So man, that that uh, scene where you think he's gonna get out, he he opens the combination and he runs and he catches him, and you're like. Oh. He's like you, <laughs> yeah. you scream almost. I'm gonna gut you like, like a pig. I was like, oh like my God. the people turn on their lights and to they their, don't check. They don't go outside. What's yeah. what kind of neighborhood is that? Yeah, like obviously, if you turn on the light, that's close to the door, right? So you're gonna turn on the light, and then you're gonna still look out the window. Yeah, none of them did that. I know. Especially like, that that house that they were on the lawn right there. <laughs> yeah, like, they didn't do that. That that made me mad. Yeah, I did. Did you get scared whenever they went to the house and it was empty? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of... Um, Saw si- 2. No, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you that's, <know> what? <laughs> that's true. Clarice. Because <laughs> there's nobody here. Yeah. I was all like, oh, my God, wait, what is this? I was I kept, I was getting worried. I was like, is this a time jump? Yeah. I swear to God, if this is a time jump, I'd be so mad. No, yeah. no, it was. It made sense. It was, I was waiting on Buffalo Bill to the door. Yeah, yeah. Was she a big, great, big, great, great, big fat girl? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was a very extremely large person. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching on the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I got her son's card here. 
got it if you want to come in and get it for you. I'm just waiting on you to to like try to hand me a card and then throw your hands up and yeah. drop the cards and run off. Yeah. Here's that card you were looking for. <laughs> you sure you can use my phone? Like, because he goes. Yeah, he starts laughing. Like, sure you can use my phone. So, yeah. Put your was... hands on your hips and do the hokey pokey. <laughs> that, that stupid blooper. I'm so shocked that they kept that. Yeah. I was like, put your hands on your hips and do the fucking hokey pokey. <laughs> Why would she think about that? I don't the know. Cops but, don't do that. Yeah. Put your hands on your hips. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, um, we're laughing and it's like we're talking about a scary movie. Ah, uh, yeah. But, so. um,. Was there any uh, parts that you jumped? I jumped on the part where the little boy was suspended in there. Yeah, yep. and he was like, the his blood was hitting the ground. Yeah, they built it up so well, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a, 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 a scary scene. Obviously, it's not. I mean, it's a victim, obviously. And I was like, I, there's blood dripping. What's going on? And he's just freaking floating. Yeah, I was like, well, okay, what's the story on that? Like, yeah, how did he die? And there was so. You realize, like, some of those those kids, like, they look like they got strangled. Uh, I think one of them would look like maybe he got stabbed. But this one was, like, it could have been the first I, victim. Like, yeah, I could. It, just, I couldn't, it went out of hand. He was bleeding, but it couldn't. you didn't really see where he was where, bleeding where from. Was, yeah, it, I thought it was from the neck. I thought it was from the chest. His head. I don't, I don't know. And the could way it, he was just, like, spinning and, like, uh, there's no wire, obviously. And, and he points at the window. You're just like, oh. You know, could it have been, like, also that uh, while, you know, Ethan Hawke's character's beating them, the dog jumps in and starts biting them in the face? Because, like, oh. cause like, cause like, the newspaper kid had some, he had some scars on his face. Like, yeah. it looked like maybe, you know, you know, uh, fangs or something, you know, I don't know. It looks like that was, like, the final stage before they got killed. Yeah. And then he, oh, he did have an axe. Duh. Yeah. And he was going to, I guess that was his thing where he... If you made it to that, maybe that kid made it to that final stage. Naughty boy, yeah. Naughty boy, and then he used the axe on him, and that's why, yeah, that makes sense. Damn it. That hurts me. Yeah, me too. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm like, you didn't like Ethan Hawke on, on Training Day? No. Really? No. Man, I don't, such I don't, a good movie. I, I do not like him. There's very few movies that I'm going to say. This is only one that I'm going to say that I liked him in because, number one, I didn't see his face. <laughs> That's why. So you just don't like his face? I don't know. It's just something about that that butt munch. I don't like. It. <laughs> what are you butthead from? You just a butthead? There's something about that butt munch. I just I don't know. I just dislike him, man. He's a good actor. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Come on, man. Like don't, especially. Don't make me say what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> like the scene where um, how twisted he is is whenever like he said if you. If you uh, try to if you try to touch me, I'm gonna scratch you. I'll bite. I like I'll I'll scratch your face. And he's like this face. Like he's got the. It was yeah. like he was turning into Heath Ledger there in a way. Yeah. Um. And every I think every part of the game that he was doing with the victim, he it looks like he had different variations of the mask. Yeah. Like it was show his show his uh his jaw his mouth. The other part was covering his his face. The other one it looks like there was one that didn't have horns. Yeah. I think. Um. But yeah, he was really. It was, really different, it was different stages of different them. stages of the mask, and um, and then whenever he first meets Finn, he doesn't have a mask on. He's got the his face is painted white. Yeah, and he's got that top hat. And are those black balloons? Like who, ha- you, who has black balloons? Yeah, could you imagine if that was Mark Wahlberg? 
playing playing as the grabber. <laughs> yeah, could, could could you imagine that? Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, that. and he's like, "Oh, this face? You're gonna damage this face? Say hello to your mother for me. Yeah, say hello to your mother for me. I heard she died. <laughs> I, heard, <laughs> I heard she talks to ghosts. What did she say? Yeah, what did she say? <laughs> Hey ghost, what's up? What's how, you, the, how, how you hanging? <laughs> what's the direct number for the ghost hotline? And how are they calling this phone? <laughs> so stupid. Because so you know, you know we, we watched Uncharted, you know, and that, you're, you're, I enjoyed that movie. So yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, man, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Listen, kid, you got all the you got all the treasure. You got all the gold coins. <laughs> you jumping from black phone to Uncharted. <laughs> to Uncharted. <laughs> It's because we saw I saw oh, uh, yeah. Uncharted. Recently. I didn't. I didn't finish watching it. It was. It was. It was good. I enjoyed. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, of course. It's, yeah, it's just you know, it's got Tom Holland. Yeah, he's, he finally uses a damn gun at the very end. God damn, I was getting mad. Oh man. Yeah, but Black Phone. Yes, uh, if you're into the supernatural, would you call it paranormal? Yeah, Par- it's par- yeah paranormal. It's yeah. a paranormal movie, but it's not. It, to me, it wasn't scary. It's the, no. I think that the idea of because this actually happens way too often. There is stupid fucking assholes that that um, thrive on that, and they kill, they kidnap and kill kids, and and that's their thing. And yeah. that was the scariest part of the movie because it's it's so just the thought of it, the thought of it, and then you got to realize back in the day, like in the seventy seventy eight, like that was yeah easy. they they didn't have they didn't have a uh, amber alert they didn't have amber alert they didn't have a DNA, they didn't have DNA uh, database they didn't yeah. have any of that stuff so. so a lot of you know that's why the, all that shit happened so much back in the day because they took advantage of that yeah I think uh, Kaczynski uh, not Kaczynski uh, Dahmer. Dahmer, yep. Um, who else? I was speaking of which. Did you hear about that? What that Netflix is doing the Dahmer series, and Evan Peters is playing him. Really? Yep. Wow. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, there was a lot of serial killers like in the seventies. Um, was Ted Ted Bundy was in Ted, the seventies, right? Ted Bundy, um, <clears throat> Dahmer. I think uh, it was um, the. What's that? John, the, John William uh, Gacy. Yeah, Gacy was in the seventies. What's his name? Uh, the son of Sam, son of Sam, and there was uh, the guy with the. Um, I can't. I can't think of it. The. The, the signs with the, where he wore the mask and. Oh, um, uh, I can't think of it. The right Zodiac now. killer. Zodiac killer. Yeah. yeah, but you gotta think. We named a lot of serial killers that that was not going for kids, except for John William Gacy. Yeah. So was there another serial killer that was doing that uh, to kidnapping kids in the seventies? There was one in the eighties. It was uh, I can't think of the guy's name. It was African American Night Stalker. It was, Night Stalker was one of them. Yeah, he was one of them. He he didn't discriminate. He did. He, he doesn't matter. He, he did anybody that was he know he could get to. Yeah, kids, old, old ladies, old, old people. Uh, just yeah. He's, and he's until a, until he ran into a, a group of Mexicans and they, they exactly they chased our, his ass. Our, our race took him down. They chase yeah. his ass and beat him, and that stuff. made me. I didn't know that that happened. Yeah, when I when I saw the documentary, I was like, "Holy shit, are you serious?" Yeah, like this he, freaking like a bunch of people coming out with pipes, bats. I think one of them came out with chanclas. Yeah, you know, and I was like, "Dude, this guy's gonna get his ass whooped." Yeah, he did. He, he should have died, um, but Shatan couldn't help him that day. No, no. <laughs> so. But yeah, the only person I know that was doing that was John William John William Gacy, I guess, because he did the whole. The clown thing and made it seem like he was friendly. He had so much at, like good. What do you call it? Like 
the 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 city loved him. Like yeah. The, the like the church. Yeah. Like, they vouched for him, saying like, no, he's he's uh, like he's gave the, he gave it he gave to charity. Gave and, to charity. So he, he had like so much good coverage where people didn't didn't put him as a, a suspect. I think this is the first time we talked about serial killers. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, yeah, that's black phone will do that to you. Yeah, too sweet. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, borrowed elements from real serial killers <clears throat> on that. Yeah, we can end it right here. That's all we're going to do is talk yeah. about the black phone. Simone. Simone, catch your tone. All right, well, I guess we'll, we're going to talk to Felipe Mendoza next week. So. Well, before we do that, what would you rate the black phone, though? Out of, uh, out, of, out of 10, probably 11. Dang. I really, really like that. I like the ending. I like the way uh, they, you know, all the kids end up helping him and he, how he finally stood up, you know, stood up for himself. Yep. At the very end. So that's good. Yep. That's, yeah, that's and good. I, and I liked how they, they, they ended with him going to school and everybody was amazed by him. And he goes, yeah. sits next to that same girl and that he likes, that he likes and he's confident. So. And he smiles because the, the bullies. Looked at him and they were scared of him. Yeah, because you can, you know, bullies don't mean nothing if you take down a, a serial killer. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's he ain't scared of nobody now. Showing up, show you right, hush mouth. That's right. All right, well, we're gonna call it a night, and this was a good one. I really enjoyed talking to Marie. I hope she comes back. I, hope so, I, hope so I think too. she's gonna be the 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 woman that puts a, a skunk ape on a headlock. Yeah, and with snake boots on. Yep. Anyway. She's going to have a phone, put him. I was like, that's for you. That's <laughs> for you. Dumb. <laughs> All right. Say, say good night. Good night. Good night.